Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Welcome to our uh, rainy uh, sukkah breakfast class, where you also hear uh, the sound, the wonderful sounds of construction behind us. If it's difficult to experience this in person, I can imagine how much more difficult it is if you're listening in your headphones on the uh, on the train and you hear them pound, you know, pounding through concrete throughout. So that means that you get extra reward for listening to this class as opposed to any other. Breakfast this morning is sponsored by the Fallis family in celebration of Sapir and Daniel Oheb Shalom's newborn baby boy. Mabrug. Breakfast is sponsored in loving memory of Farad Shamash, and Miriam Bat Yosef, sponsored by Amir Shamash. And as well, breakfast is sponsored by Manny Haber, loving memory of Rachel Haber Cohen. Rabotai, there is a lot of ink spilled in this week's parasha. You may know it from, you may know it from uh, uh, such amazing hits as the Chanukah uh, reading on Shabbat uh, of, uh, of the Nisi'im, where we read each day, on the first day, Right? And we read it 12 times. The sacrifice, the gift, the present of all of the Nisim. One after the next, the Torah literally repeats an identical gift 12 times. Now, for someone that is not familiar or proficient in Torah, that might not seem that odd. But for any of us that have ever studied Torah for two seconds, if you opened up one time a Chumash and you looked at the commentary of Rashi, or one time you studied a Gemara, you'll know that we make life-changing diyukim, inferences from one extra letter. If uh, you're familiar with the Halachot of Purim, you will know that we read the Megillah on three different dates. And where does the Gemara learn that from? From one word. Remember what it is? Sorry? No. Zmanehem. And because it says, Zman, Zman, Zmanehem, because it could have said it like this, didn't say it like that, then it should have said it a second way. If it didn't say it the second way, it said it the third way. So those three inferences are enough to give us a platform to be able to read the Megillah on three different days. And from that we learn a halakha. And there are myriad halakhot that come out of that as to when we would read on each day, all from minuscule amount, from one extra letter on either side. If that's the case, we have to ask, what is it that allows us to, uh, to be so expansive with the, word, with the letters of the Torah? And classically, famously, an idea that has been shared a thousand and one times is that this was to communicate the gift of the Nisi'im to illustrate that although they gave the same gift, their gifts were not the same. And the reasons why their gifts were not the same was because the intentions, the difficulties, the backstory, the context of each one of their gifts came from a different place. And therefore, what they were giving was different. If a person who is wealthy gives a hundred, and a person who is poor gives a hundred, obviously it's not the same gift even though they physically gave the same dollar amount. But it's also true if a person, two people who are rich people, but one of them is stingy, that their $100 gift is not the same thing. What about if two people give the same gift, they're both rich, they're both stingy, 
How could their gift not be the same? Let's say one of them likes the rabbi and one of them doesn't like the rabbi. I can't imagine a situation where someone would not like their rabbi. You know, has shalom. But in such a far-fetched, difficult-to-imagine scenario where someone did not like their rabbi. So it might be difficult for him to give that money to the rabbi. You know, the answer to that is just to give it to Haron, by the way. But either way, the point is, Rabotai, the person gets extra reward because it's difficult for him. So you see each layer, or each nuanced difference in the person's personal experiences make the job that they're doing uh, much, much more difficult. And that leads us to a second question with a magnificent answer. At the end of all this amazing, beautiful, individually bleeding individuality, where we express each gift separately. We read it again and again and again and again and again. I always felt bad for Hazit, the poor bar mitzvah boy, that has to read this parasha 12 times. And the kid is thinking, yeah, unbelievable. If only they would have expressed individuality in Bamidbar or in Bahalotecha. Why me, God? Why in Naso? And Hashem is like, because you're an individual. Either way, Rabotai, listen to this. At the end of all that individuality, we read an unbelievable pasuk. The pasuk says, <clears throat> No. After we finish all of the, the, uh, the, 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 um, the gifts, it says, Where are we? It counts up all the various gifts of the of the uh, of the Nisim, and then it tells us that they brought they brought all of these gifts, all of the everything that was added up together, they brought these gifts uh, to Moshe Rabbeinu, and they brought them on six carriages. And what's fascinating to me is, after going through the trouble of giving these twelve gifts in such an individual way, where everybody did their own thing. It's a bit strange that those things should be delivered on six different carriages. Surely they should have delivered their individual gifts that needed individual mention on individual carriages. Why suddenly did they order 12 Nisi'im? Why did they order six Uber oxen pools to be able to co combine the extra couple of dollars to get it from their house to the, to the Mishkan? And the answer, Rabotai, Vayaviu et korbanam, Lifne amunai, Shesh eglotzav, six carriages that were covered. What is the point of that? And I, uh, I remember there's an amazing Seforno. And the Seforno writes a beautiful line. He says, These six carriages were delivered in order to show unity, in order to show achdut. Why? You had 12 different people doing different things. But look, they were able to come together and chip in for one Uber, you know, in order to be able to get this stuff together to the Mishkan. And this bothered me, this Seforno. Because I thought, if you're going to have a show of unity, they should have one enormous carriage carrying everybody's thing. You know, what is, what, what is you know, when you think of unity, you, the number six doesn't jump to mind, right? So what is the pishat, what is the explanation for that? 
So Rabbi I want to share with you a, a chidush, a novel thought that I had a while ago. I remember one time I was at a Chabad Minyan in London. They pray late on Shabbat morning and if you had, you know, 45 people in your house for Shabbat dinner until 3 o'clock in the morning, so Chabad is your friend, okay? So I turned up in the Chabad house uh, in Hendon of Rabbi Overlander. Very welcoming place. They have every kind of Jew under the sun turns up to, uh, to this Chabad house. So I rock up and they notice I'm there and they said, uh, they asked me if I would say a few words to speak in the Minyan. So before I get up, he introduces me and he says, you know, uh, it's not always the case that Esha Torah and Chabad get along, you know? Not always the case that they're on the same page. Sifaradim, Ashkenazim, you know, it's not always the case. But look, you know, in a show of unity, we're going to have Rabbi Fari share some words of Torah with us this morning. So I asked this question of the Sephorno. And I said, what's going on here? Six carriages to show unity should be one. If you want to show unity, it should be one. And I said, that is a colossal mistake. Because that is what shows of unity are. Shows of unity are nothing but shows. When everyone comes together to a, a parade to, uh, you know, protest against anti-Semitism, against terrorism, and people think, wow, look at the Jewish community coming together. And you know what I'm always thinking? I'm always thinking to myself, Azaku Baruch, and I'm clapping, but inside I'm thinking, this is not unity. I mean, it's beautiful. It's, it happens to be that we all are anti-terrorism. We're all marching for ourselves here. We are marching together, but we're marching alone. That is a show of unity. To have 12 people chip in together and stick it on one truck, okay, it's a nice idea. It's a show of unity. But is there actual unity? Actual unity would be shown where this guy and that guy on the truck are good friends. Where Shlomo Fari and Rabbi Overlander can get along where all the people on the ground are together, then this big float is actually a show of unity. When everyone decided to pretend to be friends for five minutes, mechila, that's not real achdut. Achdut comes from being one. It's not about standing together in a show of one, but actually being echad. And therefore, in order to be able to show that they were together, any nasi said, I'm happy to go with any other nasi to be on the platform with anybody else because he and I, we could stand together. Rabotai, I return you back to our initial nukuda, our initial point, where I started to explain that the individuality of the deeds of people are dependent on their natures, on their personalities, and on their circumstances. And if two people can do exactly the same thing, and it is not the same gift, what a wonderful lesson to bring home into your house with your wife, with your girlfriend, with your boyfriend, with your children, with your co-workers, because what do we always say? Oh, you can't do this? I do this every day. Irrelevant. Because your gift and her gift, my gift and their gift, even if it's the same, the mitziyut, it's different. So we like to demand from people and we say, look, I'm practicing what I preach. I'm walking the walk, I'm talking the talk. You know, I, I'm, I'm not asking of you anything that I would not do myself. What does that have to do with anything? 
If your DNA was carbon copy, if you were identical twins, born in the same home, who looked exactly the same, went to the same school, had the same parents, had the same socioeconomic background, if everything was the same about you, it would still be different. So when we ask of others what we ask of ourselves and feel, it's only just for me to demand that. And I can be hurt, and I can be angry, and I can be demanding at least of that. Even that is really not a, uh, it's not actually a true reaction or a true thought. So may God bless us always to be able to see each other, to be able to look one Nasi at the other and to say, and to feel that they are a Nasi. That they, although my contribution is valuable, you know what? This is as valuable, and therefore I'm happy to share uh, an oxen Uber, uh, you know, to get to the Beta Vigdash. Happy to share a wagon. By the way, if any of you copies this idea, I'm going to sue you. But what an unbelievable idea. We should have Uber for horse drawn carriages, where two people who can't afford, you know, $900 for 20 minutes to drive around. <laughs> in a magical carriage. There should be Uber pool for horse-drawn carriages. I've thought of many of these interesting ideas. When you go to an expensive restaurant, you just want to taste it. There should be an Uber pool to be able to get the Cote de Bouffe for two, you know, where someone uh, uh, else is hankering for that meal but can't afford the whole thing. So you see, you come to the synagogue, you get great ideas, you get a little bit of prayer, you get a Rifuah and you get a business idea as well. Baruch Adonai Amen, amen. Rabbi